Welcome to Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So, if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. just before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about some additional resources available to you. First, this podcast is available with a full transcript for free. Then, for a small fee, you can access a think sheet for each episode in this 10 episode series. They're designed to help you reflect on the content of each episode. To learn more, go to louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Okay, welcome to the second uh, of our podcasts on student transition, a time to thrive. And we're going to be talking on a little bit more about transition today. So here we are with uh, Louise Wiles. Do you want to introduce yourself again, Louise? Okay. Hello. Great to be here. I'm Louise Wiles. Um, I'm a change and transition coach and consultant and really excited to be here to talk a bit more about transitions. And I'm Elizabeth Gillis, an educational uh, psychologist and um, ACT practitioner. So we were thinking about, you know, this moving from um you know, secondary school in particular to um, higher education or work or, you know, uh, a gap year. And we were kind of thinking about questions around that are like, are you feeling a bit unsure about this transition? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling concerned? You know, have you got lots of oh, what if thoughts like what if this happens or what if that happens? Um, and we want to kind of talk to you today about transitions can be tricky and why that's the case. Um, Transitions can be both a challenging time where you as yourself and relationships and where you are in the world, who you're with can be challenged, but also it can be a time to learn about yourself. So we want to talk to you a little bit with you about today about why that is so. So we're going to imagine this as a, a press pause time and we're going to be pausing to think why are transitions a challenging time? Um, Louise, what are, you, what are you thinking about the challenge of transitions? Okay. And actually, just linking into that thought about pause, I think when you're facing periods of change and transition, it can be quite a frenetic time, a busy time. And it can be very easy to forget the self-care element of life. So making time for recovery, making time to pause. So there's a double sort of sense or purpose behind that comment. So I would say, yes, take a pause now to listen to us as we talk, but also think about when you 
building pauses to your life so that you have time perhaps to do something you really enjoy where you're not thinking hugely about what's coming up, what you're leaving behind, but just having some fun and resting or relaxing in whatever way you like to relax. Okay, not everyone wants to just rest. Other people, some people might like to be doing some highly active activity, which is fine if that's what you would constitute as recovery for you, for everyone that's different. But just think about how you build that in and then take that as a template to forward in your life for your time in university, whatever you're going on to next, remembering to, to build in that time for recovery. I agree. <laughs> it's a good time to pause. Um, Louise, tell us about the S-curve. Okay. So the S-curve is a concept that's been developed by a lady called Whitney Johnson and her business, which actually is working with um, businesses in the corporate environment. And it's about career development, career change. But I think it works perfectly in this scenario as well, as you're moving from education, perhaps into a career or education to higher education. Um, so if you imagine a curve which is shaped like an, an S, not with too much of a, a kickback at the bottom. So it's kind of a, a small um, line at the bottom and then you're curving up to a, a curve at the top, a way that's looking a bit like an S. Um, we'll put that in the show notes so you can see, so you can go and download those to have a look. But the idea is that in your life at the moment, you've come to the end of perhaps full-time education, you've finished A-levels, IB, you're thinking or higher education in college, and you're thinking of moving on to the next step. And you probably have been feeling really comfortable in your life as you finish school. You know, you've been there for a number of years, you have your friends, you know how it all works, and okay, exams may have been challenging, but you've finished those now. And so you kind of reach the top of that educational, full-time educational S-curve in terms of school, college. And what's happening now is you're jumping to a new S-curve and you're likely finding yourself more towards the bottom of that S-curve because you're going to be encountering new experiences. You're going to have to learn new skills to develop your ability to cope with the challenges of your new life. Um, perhaps the first time you've lived away from home, um, a different city, you're going to make new friends, a different course, it's all new. And so there are going to be challenges. And some of those challenges initially will feel quite tough. And you may find you feel a bit like you're walking through treacle at times, that you're having to work quite hard to um, do well. But gradually, as you develop the skills in that new environment, you will move up the S-curve. And so in the middle of the S-curve, as you're moving up it, it's called the sweet spot. And that's where the challenges that you're encountering day to day are ones that you find exciting and interesting um, and you enjoy, but not overly taxing. So you kind of have the skill level that is required to cope. And then as you move through your university career time or the career that you're just moving on to, as you get towards the top, you get to a level of mastery. And that level is really where, yeah, the challenges actually really aren't really challenges anymore. You can do this all quite easily and with ease. And you're beginning to start to think, well, it's getting a bit mm, tired, boring. What am I going to do next? And you're thinking about the next move. And so we can think about our, our, work, our move through life, through careers as a series of S-curves. And actually, 
they also represent our opportunities to challenge ourselves, to learn new skills, to take the next bold step onto something new. And it's a process that we all go through as we transition into something new. Very nicely put. I, I like this as a series of S curves because, you know, when we're at the top of ours and, you know, you're, you don't really think about it because you're you're there and you know how to do everything. It's only when you're back at the bottom again that you're questioning yourself or you know that you're going to be at the bottom again that you start to question yourself oh I'm not going to know all this stuff and it's if it's lost so this is why transitions can be tricky you know they can be tricky for some people who are kind of being at the top there for a while and they've got to start learning new and different things again um so yeah yeah there's a there's a very nice quote that I wanted to share from Doug Ota's book, Safe Passage, and it was about successful transitions help people ready themselves to perform the actions that will help them feel the feelings that will lead them to think the thoughts that contribute to a successful navigation of transition. So it, it's putting us into not just thinking about what we're going to next, but it's helping us think about where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and be willing to feel the things that have helped us get to the top of that S place or feel those feelings or think those thoughts about why are we there? And last week we said we'd talk a little bit more about raft as well, didn't we, Louise? And why this is a, a, an, another kind of good um, metaphor for thinking about transition. So the raft met- metaphor is the R's for reconciliation, I usually talk about repair, the A is for affirmation, the F is for farewell, and the T is for the think destination. And it's a a really good, just like your S-curve, I think is a really good way to be thinking about this as a time to look behind us, to help us look forward to kind of what we need to do, who are the kind of people we, we want to be in this kind of next place. So both of those good are good kind of metaphors. Um, last time we talked a little bit about some questions that can be around the raft. And I think I like to think of the raft as both a, an inter and an interpersonal thing. So the intrapersonal is about looking within and the inter is looking between. So you can think about the repair a, a little bit about is there any kind of kind of things that I would like to do differently in the next time in the next place I'm in, or the repair could be about: is there a way that I'm kind of working with other people or being with other people that I need to do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, and the affirmation would be a little bit about: what have I done really well to get me to the top of the S curve or to get me to this place? Or what have other people? Who have the other people that have helped me? Um, the F is about farewells and. This is the time when we talk about good grief, isn't it? About, you know, what am I going to really miss? What are the things that I'm really going to miss? Or what the people I'm going to miss or the place? Or, um, and then the kind of the T we get onto that is about thinking destination about kind of what am I, the, what kind of person I, I want to be? What are the things that I'm looking forward to? Um, how am I going to use my strengths that we talked a little bit before? So it's those, I think that these two kind of metaphors sit alongside each other very nicely, don't they, Louise? 
Yes, no, I, I definitely do. And I think um, just just as you were talking there and talking about repair and talking about it, it's the intrapersonal and the interpersonal, so the interpersonal between you and others. Um, and it just prompted me also to think about sort of the environment in which you live as well and thinking, actually, one thing that's really useful when you're thinking about where you, when you're moving from one place to another is to think about what's important in, in this environment that has really supported me. So it's not not always just the people, it's also the way in which you live your life, what what aspects of your environment have been supportive for you and do you want to try and carry over in some way to the new life, your new, new world. So, um, yeah, think about um, where the environment has worked for you in, in, in the past. So you've been at school or in college, um, sixth form, you know, what was it about that environment that was supportive? And, and perhaps what wasn't as well, so, you know, what wasn't working for you? And, and, and does that, is that something that will carry on in, in your new world or will it not? And if it's not, then, you know, what can you do differently to find similar support or a different form of support? Uh, one of the things I, I, I kind of do sometimes about thinking with people when they're moving in a transition is, you know, what's their world like now? And then what's it going to be like? And I think that thing about um, then how the environment helps you. I mean, often schools are a lot about routines, you know, you have to be there at a certain time and then it finishes. But actually works like that. But a gap year certainly won't and maybe university won't either there won't be those maybe if you're doing more of a science course it might be true but if you're doing you know more of the art subjects there's a lot more kind of flexibility so it's how if you knew that routines help you how do you build routines how do you create a sort of schedule for you if you thought that was part of the environment that helped yeah. Nice question to think about the context and also the people around as well, isn't it, Louise? Because often when you're at school, you're with your family, you're with groups of friends, you know, and when you go off to this next transition, those people might ne not necessarily be with you. So mm -hmm. those kind of functions that those, the people around you, you know, you might be kind of at home where all your basic needs are catered for your you know your you know you're cooked for your kind of travels paid and or taken to school or something so you have to be thinking about how you're going to look after yourself in that way too yes yeah so absolutely and that, and that sort of prompted another thought for me about sort of general question around well-being I think we're, we're kind of moving through raft so this is kind of definitely thinking destination now so we're um, perhaps we'll come back for a few minutes in a minute to think about the early stages of the raft. But thinking destination is the final, the T in raft, the final stage. And and so as you as you start to think forward to your new life, wherever it is, university, career, um, think about your well-being and what. So we, we talked a bit about having a rest and and renewal, time for renewal and a pause. That was what we were talking about at the beginning. And Elizabeth's just talking about the routines around things that matter. So you know, how you feed yourself, those important things. And, and I think often the routine of life in terms of sleep um, and exercise and good food and all the good practices that we know really help our well-being 
can go to pieces when you move to university because it becomes party land in the initial first few weeks as you do freshers and all of that. Um, and that can have a really big psychological impact. If you're not sleeping, you're not eating well, um, and not doing any of the movement and exercise that you would normally do, over time that can have quite a big impact on you. So just hold that in your mind. I'm not saying don't go and have fun, but think about, you know, as you settle into university life, what is that routine going to look like? Um, and what kind of movement do you want to do? And, and all the work in, in relation to psychological well-being emphasises the value of movement, not necessarily fitness, but movement. So I'm going to just, talk, just mention foot movement because I don't want to be a fitness bore. But <laughs> if you're into exercise and you love the gym and running and all of that kind of thing, brilliant. If you're not, when I say movement, that's not what I'm meaning. What I'm meaning is going for a walk, being outside in nature, outdoors, and just moving your body or dancing around wherever you live it doesn't matter but just moving every day for a little bit and um, and then nutrition obviously I probably don't need to bore you with a lecture on nutrition but just thinking about are you eating healthily in terms of vegetables and not just chips every night and a McDonald's butty for breakfast or whatever it is you know the horrible things with an egg and lucky bacon um so thinking about your nutrition and making sure you are feeding yourself well and then also sleep. Sleep is so important. And yet it's the first thing to go um, in new challenging situations. So building a good sleep routine for most of the time. OK, some days you're going to party. That's fine. <laughs> so all that sort of like huge drain on your energy in any transitions, you know, because you're learning all this new stuff, being with people in a new place, um, you know, uh, learning new things. So you, those energy stores are really important in any transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to relate that to you. Elizabeth and I both come from a world of transition in terms of international relocation. And, you know, one of the, the, the um, things I remember from an, a conversation I had a long time ago with a biologist, and he was saying, you know, what we forget is the toll that the physical move takes on us our bodies in terms of so if you're traveling across time so if you're an international student listening to this and you've moved across the globe to come to where you are do remember that that has had a big biological impact um, and and so it takes time for your body to catch up for your body to settle and get used to the new environment you know the new temperatures and if you're in the uk you were heading towards winter um, autumn and then winter that may be very different from what you're used to um, time zones food is very different and this all has an impact on our well-being so bear that in mind too so this is why transitions are challenging isn't it yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. there are so many new things that our body as well as our mind has to get used to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. shall we shall we go touch back a little bit on that the R and the A a little bit about repair. Um, it's a time. It's a time to be thinking about um, something that, uh, about self forgiveness. You know, sometimes we need to be able to forgive ourselves for not doing the things that we wanted to do. I there's a fantastic study around procrastination. Where they, where they looked at university students 
groups of students who are procrastinating. And one, they, they taught them to forgive themselves for the stuff they didn't do that day and to make another the next day a new day. And for the, for the students that they taught self-forgiveness, they were able to procrastinate less the next day. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's about us being kind to ourselves. So we say, okay, I didn't manage to do the thing that I needed, I needed to do um, today and tomorrow's another day. You know, I can start again. Um, I can, I can begin anew. A so it's, it's, a, it, it, it kind of feeds up a little bit into about the stories we tell about each other. We have Louise and I have talked about a little bit about this. You know, are you that person that, that tells them the story? Oh, I never get anything done, or uh, you know, I never get round to things, or I find it really difficult to get down to work. So a little bit of self-forgiveness would be a really good thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, that that you know, mental load if you're spending time thinking about what you haven't done you know, you're not leaving yourself the space for things that you can now do so yeah end of each day I mean so yes a technique at the end of each day write down you know, three things that you've achieved three um, things you feel good about about that day um, and then let the rest go move yeah. on yeah I, I agree so you know, we're all all of us have this inner critic <laughs> that kind of talks stuff to us but do, do we listen? Do we take it on, you know, do we, we take it on board and say, oh, yeah, that's the things that's that's that talk that tells me I haven't done the stuff. And what we need to do is kind of just be aware of it, but not hang on to its every word. So maybe we should have a little talk next time about how, how to deal with that inner critic to do a little bit of sort of skill stuff around how to how to manage those sort of things. And also when we're talking about um self-forgiveness we need to be thinking about self-compassion how when this is a challenging time when this is a hard time for in any transition is how to be compassionate to ourselves during that time to to just kind of name it and say this is hard for me to make this transition um this is a difficult time um whatever kind of words that you develop with your, you know, with, with yourself, just to acknowledge that, you know, I, I do find transitions, you know, difficult and hard. And, um, and whether you want to add on the end was, you know, tomorrow's a new day or I'll get there eventually, or you can do that, or you can just sit with, this is difficult. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think acknowledging it is, is really important. And, um, and that, that, that also makes me think about asking for help as well. So, um, you know, we're really bad at asking for help when often people are really, really happen and happy and open to help. And all the studies have suggested that, that you know, people are generally very open to supporting others. And in fact, they get a real you know, buzz from doing that. And actually, it can be a precursor to good friendship. So you know, it's, I, know, I know it often doesn't come naturally to go and say to somebody, do you mind helping me with? But if you're struggling, then don't, don't, don't think you can't ask people for help because often they'll be more than willing to help in some way. Mm -hmm. um, 
But then there's also how you ask for help. That's a whole. Perhaps we will have a section on asking for help because then um, we're a session on that because I think that could be really valuable as well in terms of how you relate to university staff and or if you're in work, um, your colleagues and um, work with them in that way. Yeah. I mean, and that's where usually at the top of the, the S curve, you know where to go and ask for help. Yes. You yes. know those things, but when you're at the bottom, you don't know. So I would often say to kind of young people in transition, find out where the GP is, find out where the health centre is, find out if you're having some difficulties, what you do, so you know it in advance. You don't wait until you need to find it out, but you, you're ready prepared for it. So go and find those, those places that you, can, that you can go to before you need it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So... Hopefully we've we've helped you understand a little bit about why transitions can be tricky. And because they challenge your body and mind, there's upset, you're at the top of your curve, you're going to go back to the bottom again and then get up. Um, so we've helped you understand about that. And also hopefully we've put in that kind of reframe as well as being the challenge, there are time to learn about things. There is a time to like press pause and be thinking about how am I doing? How's it going? Where am I on my S curve? Whatever it is. Um, so there, there's sort of strategies to be thinking about how you're coping with stuff and how you start to thrive. Um, and maybe I was, we were thinking next time, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about how can you tune into yourself? How can you um, give yourself some, some, you know, a coach or a pep talk about the things that might help you on the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think we probably covered enough for one session today. Um, I, there was one thing that I was wanting to just say, and that is that, you know, major transitions do, you know, they impact us personally. They are personally disruptive. So I just think it's really important to bear that in mind. Um, and part of the raft, and I think we mentioned it in the previous, um, in the first podcast episode, so perhaps go back and listen to that for this, For this, but we were talking about identifying the skills and abilities that we have that will support us through transition. So I would just say, as a final thinking point, think about some previous transitions or changes that you've lived through, and what did you do to support yourself through those, and therefore what? Of which of those skills can you apply to this one as well as as you begin to make your move to to the next stage of your life which is really exciting thank you so much for listening so i'm just going to summarize the key points from today's podcast so first of all Think about how you are feeling. What are you thinking about this new experience? What questions are you asking yourself? It might be worth writing this down. Often it really helps to write your thoughts down in some form. Remember to take a pause. Rest and recovery are so important and transitions and new beginnings can be quite energy depleting. So find things that you really enjoy doing and relax doing and then build those into your daily schedule. Now this move represents a jump to a new S-curve for you 
and it's going to be an exciting time in which you develop new skills, habits, new connections and relationships. You'll develop new behaviours and thinking about life and your course or the work that you are now doing. What are they going to be, do you think? Perhaps think forward to a year's time and imagine what you will have learnt, what you will be doing and hope to be doing in this new experience. Look at the raft that we talked about. So I'm not going to go through that now, but raft is the metaphor that we've mentioned in the first podcast and also in this one. If you go to the show notes for both podcasts, you'll find more information on raft. It's really worth thinking about how the raft metaphor can support you through this period of transition. Also, think about the old and new environment. So think about your old life and the environment you lived in. What did you like about it? What did you love about it? What would you like to see carried over into this new experience in your new environment? What did you not like? (laughs) What would you like to lose? Um, Elizabeth talked about the importance of routine or thinking about routine. So perhaps think about that. How does routine play a part in your life? And what do you think you need to do in order to build your new routine in your new environment? We talked about a bit about well-being, and I don't want to be a nag, <laughs> but it's really important to think about sleep. Um, the three pillars I talk about in terms of well-being, which are sleep, nutrition, and movement. So ensure that you're getting enough sleep because over time if we don't get enough sleep sleep life can become quite challenging also think about your nutrition um, build in some of those healthy vegetables and fruits think about protein and make sure you have a balanced diet and also build in time for movement whatever that is whatever you enjoy doing build that into your everyday and finally yeah life's not always going to go well there will be days that don't feel so great you will make some mistakes so be self-forgiving you know we all do that we all make mistakes and the most important thing we can learn to do is move on from them learn from them move on from them and to forgive ourselves for mistakes and be compassionate towards ourselves for the challenging time that sometimes comes with periods of transition And finally, don't forget to ask for help. There will be plenty of people who will be very willing to help you answer your questions and help you settle into your new environment. So do ask. And if there's anything that Elizabeth or I can do to support you, then do get in touch with us. If you go to the website associated with this podcast, you will find our contact details. And we'll be very happy to connect with you and talk with you. And don't forget those handy resources that we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. You can access the full transcript for this episode and also the think sheets for a small fee by going to the website louisewilds.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Thank you for listening. Bye bye for now.